Carlinay with us, and we're going to be talking all about Cafe Press. Hi, Carlinay. Hi. And Christina. Christina. Hey, everyone. <laughs> Hopefully you can hear me. We've had a long day. You can tell my, my hair is up in a ponytail. I'm just like, <laughs> it's been a busy day, um, but it's been an exciting day. It's been a lot of fun. And yeah, I've been really excited for this for this episode because I I don't know that much about Cafe Press. Like I'm, uh, I don't know. It's just one that somehow we never talk about. We talk about Redbubble. We talk about Etsy. We talk about, I don't know, KDP merch. But somehow we never really talk about Cafe Press. So I'm I'm excited to dive into that. So um, same here. Yeah. So anything I think I've got. I think I've got two designs up on Cafe Press. So <laughs> I think that's it. I think I just tested it and that was it. Yep. So do you guys want to uh, just introduce yourselves a little bit? I know everybody knows. Uh, yeah, let's start with Christina. Just say, like, I, I know everybody already knows you, but just say, like, you're back from your vacation and all that. Yeah. So, um, so I'm Christina Sisson, um, and I've been doing print on demand um, since June of last year. So I'm still relatively new um, to this arena. And um, I am back from my vacation. So I went to Myrtle Beach uh, last week um, with my family. So with my um, sister-in-law, brother-in-law, and my nephew. Uh, my husband actually stayed home because he's not that much of a beach guy so Neither so I got husband. to go that's so funny I'm like who doesn't like the beach I didn't even know that was a thing uh, yeah yeah apparently it is <laughs> so yeah so so Don't I was tell my husband that story he's gonna want to do the same thing that is unacceptable <laughs> <laughs> hey I I'm the one who reaped the benefits so that's I got true. to go on a a vacation. They had a nice villa down there, three bedrooms. So they had an extra room for me. And yeah, so we get to spend the week on the beach, you know, looking for seashells. And um, for those of you that maybe... Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a baby shark, um, or maybe it was like an adolescent shark. Not really sure. It was probably three and a half, four feet long. This guy was fishing on the beach. So some of you are in the merch money group and probably saw the pictures. But yeah, we were a little bit shocked when his pole like practically bent in half, and uh, there was a bunch of us, you know, watching and waiting to see what he was going to reel in. And sure enough, it was a shark. So it was pretty darn exciting. So, yep. Crazy. Well, we're glad to have you back. Welcome yes, back. Yes, I'm glad to be back. And plus, every time I go on vacations like this, it's so fun to go in all the tourist shops. I took tons of pictures, got tons of ideas. Um, so I think whenever we um, start the 30-day Etsy challenge, I'm going to open a new Etsy shop, and it's going to be just kind of all beach Themed, oh, so. that'll be perfect yeah awesome look at that you get inspiration you go on vacation and you're like beach <laughs> exactly I had so many ideas so many great ideas I saw and just you know just hanging out on the beach for a week you see a lot of things and you got a lot of time to think and you know so I just came back with this huge burst of inspiration and and yeah, she comes I'm back like, and I message her. I'm like, you want to go live? <laughs> <I know. laughs> 
<laughs> she's like, sure. You're so awesome. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, Carlene, we're so happy to have you here. Ian is in the chat saying Cafe Press was his first pod circa 2001. So did he, uh, he tell us about when you started with Cafe Press? I know you were, it's been a while for you too. Yeah, I started in March of 2007 and it was after two years of being a stay-at-home mom and I was doing like logos and stuff like that on um eBay and some Elance and stuff. And um, I had worked at a small publishing company before that and I just wanted to be home with the kids. So when I found Cafe Press and there was also one called, I think it was the one print faction or whatever, which you can't go through anymore for um, as a print on demand. But um, when I found those in 2007, I think I was like kind of at a low end, like desperate because like um, we needed income, you know, at that time we had, three, um, well, I was pregnant with my third kid at the time actually. And so um, we needed income. So I, I looked up something like um, how to make money from home, uh, as an artist or something like that. And then I found cafe press and it was literally, it was like 3 a.m. Cause I couldn't sleep. I have insomnia. So it's like 3 a.m. And I found that. And then, the, then all night long, I opened up my cafe press shop and then all night long I got designs up and then they, they used to do these meet and greets. And so um, we, I was, I'm in Virginia now, but I was from, uh, Northern Indiana. I lived there at the time. And so my husband's from Chicago. So we went to the Chicago meet and greet, which was that month. And so, um, I kind of got immersed like right away in it. And it's been kind of like, uh, uh, you know, with them, for, you know, 12 years now or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And mostly before much by Amazon, it was mostly for me cafe press because I also had like Zazzle. I was one of the people that, um, well, I think Zazzle did this to everybody, but they used to solicit Cafe Press users to, um, when they first started up, they're like, hey, you're, you're selling on Cafe Press, come over to Zazzle, it's better, that kind of stuff. So that, I think they did that with everybody, but I was one of those people. So I went there, but I could never really figure out Zazzle that well. So um, my favorite was the print fiction, but um, I was real sad when they um, stopped letting us uh, sell through their platform. And so, yeah. So then when Merch by Amazon, I was pretty much Cafe Press all the way till Merch by Amazon. And now I do Cafe Press, Merch by Amazon, KDP, Spreadshirt, Redbubble. I've kind of expanded a lot since then. Nice. Well, we're so glad to have you here. When I found out that you've been doing print on demand 12 years, I was like, wow, it's amazing. And Ian, I had no idea you've been since 2001. I didn't. I that mean, in the world of years after it started. Yeah. In the world of Internet. Uh, you know, a lot of people, it's only a couple years or people come and go every few months. So to find somebody that's stuck with it for 12 years, it's pretty remarkable. Yeah, no so, kidding. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the, you're ahead of the curve. I had no clue about any of this in 2000. What'd you say? 2005? No. 2007. 2007. 2007. Yeah. 2007. What was I doing? I was a, uh, I think I was a manager at Macy's. I might have switched to the bank by then, but yeah, it was, um, yeah, not on my radar at all. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so Cafe Press, you, so you, you searched online and found it and um, tell, tell us about like what that was like. Like you, uh, you stayed up all night uploading. You must've been so excited. Like, yeah. yeah um 
It it was kind of um, different because I, I was doing logos at the time, websites. Um, no, actually, I wasn't doing websites at that time. I'm about ready to lie there. That came later. But I was doing <laughs> logos and business cards and um, uh, anything. And the back then, like, trying to do a logo for someone on eBay is, like, the worst thing in the world because they expect, like, a $500 job for $0.99. Cents, and, like, that's not <laughs> even a joke. And so, you know, I, I built a portfolio up, but, it, it, you know, I wasn't really making no money. So I started going into, like, Elance and um, some other, there were some other, like, logo contest ones and stuff, and I never won them. So, <laughs> and yeah. so I, I didn't know how to design for T-shirts. And so my earlier T-shirts, I mean – they're kind of embarrassing to look at now, you know, so even though I had a graphic design experience, I wasn't a t-shirt designer. So, it, you know, I didn't know about like, like I would, I would make designs like really light because I didn't realize that you, when it printed, you couldn't see it and stuff. So um, that was like my biggest mistake starting and everything, but I've learned. So, so what was your design experience? Like what made you um, want to do logos and, and be searching for, um, work at home artist type jobs? Um, well, I went to um, college to be a graphic designer and oh, wow. um, but I only have an associate degree in that. I've, I've worked on trying to go, get a higher degree in that, but realize it's not really necessary. So I had goals of like, I like back then that I wanted to work at maybe like an advertising agency or something. So, you know, I've done like some marketing classes, but um, that's not really my thing. I'm a little good at it, but I don't like to do it. So <laughs> I don't do it. So that's why I'm not good at it because I don't do it. But anyway, though, but um, so I worked at, I've only actually worked one place before I became a Soho mom and that was at a published company in Indiana called the papers and we my department produced that auto and RV magazine that you can find in Indiana Wisconsin Ohio Michigan uh, Kentucky I think it's in now and so um, I did um, display ads and co-op ads and stuff like that and some of the classified ads and stuff so then um, I when I got pregnant with my um, second daughter and uh, on my maternity leave, I actually quit working there to be a stay-at-home mom. And then I, that's when I started getting into doing logos. I started, um, I had never actually, in school, we learned how to do some logos, but I, w I didn't have any practical experience and stuff. So I kind of self-taught myself how to make logos and stuff and everything. But then after two years, I a lot of YouTube videos. I don't even know when YouTube came out, but <laughs> I don't think YouTube was out back then. But um, there was a lot of websites and stuff, um, like how to, uh, like mostly the legal aspect um, was my big issue, like how to write, how to get a contract written um, so that, you know, it protects both you and the logo client and stuff like that. So, but um, I still do a few logos now, but it's not. It's not really what I like to do. Actually, what I really love to do now is KDP. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's like my thing. It's um, taken up. It's a, let's just say it's it's only take me a few months at KDP to get what took me like three years at Merch and like twelve years at Cafe Press. Wow. So so it's definitely what where my focus is going to be or whatever. So nice. <laughs> that's the thing. I think people like they give up so quickly and it's like, it's so nice to see you. Like you've done it 12 years and you keep growing and learning and trying new things. And then to finally hit on something that's like done so much better for you than all the other stuff. That's amazing. Um, that is. Yeah. But I think the KDP works for me because I have experience, um, you know, working at the small publishing company 
um, with, you know, we did like the old, it was still old timey. Like I started there in um, 1998. Mm -hmm. And so um, back then, our, the company I worked at was kind of behind the times also. So I was actually kind of doing more old school, like um, like uh, color keys and plates and things like that and stuff. And so I, but I had like a little bit of the publishing experience through that. So I think that's why when, once I learn about KDP, I wish I would learn about KDP earlier. I just learned about that this year, but that's why I think I um, have had a, better experience with KDP. And I don't do like, you know, the people, the uh, POD people, I say POD, I know some people hate pod, but I've been this yeah. 12 years, I say POD. Okay, so, what I do. <laughs> so, but you'll hear me say POD. But anyway, um, the POD people, they they pretty much, um, right now they're focusing on like, what, like journals, notebooks, and really low content things. And I do some of those, but what I'm doing, to um, which I think is helping me build my income there a little more is I'm like a book I can do that I'm doing might take me like two to four weeks. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. You're so what it. kind of books are you doing? Um, without oh. being too specific or whatever, um, uh, like activity type books or whatever. Right. Yeah. Like niche down into activity books and stuff like that. That's so, awesome. Yeah. And like spend a nice. lot of time. Like, don't just throw it together. Like, make your page like spend a lot of time making each page special you know and it'll yeah. pay off or whatever so awesome all right so yeah. let's go back to you uh you found out about cafe press you went all in you designed all night um you went to the meet and greet i love first of all back then there was probably more like in-person meet and greets like now there's yeah. like like we did our used to have conferences um and meet and greets and all that kind of stuff and i kind of miss those i never yeah. got to go to a conference because i think they they either in they i think they didn't do any conferences after i joined i think they were talking about doing one more or whatever mm -hmm. but i don't think they ever did a conference but um but they were still doing the meet and greets so i went to i think i got to go to two meet and greets or whatever yeah. and then as voice rep i did get to go out to california and um meet the founder and stuff like that and get a tour of the headquarters when it was in California. It's not in California anymore, but it used to be. So, yeah, so tell us about wow. that. how did that come about? Um, well, in, I think 2007 was the first year that they did the voice rep program. Oh, did we lose it? The time I first started Cafe Press. Huh? Oh, I thought you said something. But in um, 2008, For <laughs> I keep hearing some, I think someone's asking me a question, but um, so I keep it stopping. I'm sorry. But um, anyway, in 2007 and 2008, they did like elections. So everybody in the forums, because that's where everybody communicated back then was the forums on Cafe Press. And so everybody, um, you know, you'd get to know people and then they would vote for you if you wanted, you know, if you were running. It was kind of like an election, you know, you you did your little campaign things in the forums and stuff. So I determined in 2007 that in 2008 I would like to be a voice rep. I think that would be really neat. I spent the whole year getting to know people and kind of campaigning for that or whatever. And I'd never done anything like that. I'm an introvert, so that's a little out of my comfort zone anyway, but I did it because I want to be a voice rep. And so in 2008, I was surprised that people actually voted for me. And I was like, you don't even know me and you voted for me. So I was really humbled about that. And so then after that, they didn't do elections anymore. And it was um, 
basically if you got if you were in in 2008 you were in for like until the program ended and um, they had three different teams and I was on the quality team and basically and we didn't know what the other teams were really doing all the time but basically what they would do is um, and I can't go into a whole lot of detail but basically we would um, be able to like uh, help them determine uh, this is a product they're coming out with and then we're going to like test which version of this product is going to be the one that they're going to sell and then also another role that we had um, was we were like they had moderators in the forums, but as voice reps, we were kind of like a voice for Cafe Press. So we would sometimes, sometimes we'd get the bad end of the deal because um, if they were announced, if they announced something that the nobody liked, then we would have to go in there and kind of, and we didn't pay, but we had to go in there and kind of like, like smooth the waters a little bit, you know, so, <laughs> and be like, well, this is, um, this is what they're, what they've told us. This is what we're allowed to tell you, that kind of thing. So, but it was fun. I mean, it, it, I, you know, I wouldn't regret being a voice rep. It was like uh, probably one of the funnest things I've ever done. So. Awesome. I'm so impressed by you that you would just like dive into things and you're like, well, I'm just going to run for this, even though I'm an introvert, even though I don't have experience in this, I'm just going to run for it. So that's I did have no experience in it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got it and you got to do it for six years, right? Is that what you said? Um, I think it was six years, but they didn't really formally announce when the program ended. It sort of just kind of fizzled out. Yeah. So I think at the tour, the end, we're like, wait, are we still voice reps? Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know if this exists anymore, but <laughs> you're like, maybe I'm still a voice rep. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Well, that must have been exciting to see all the new products as they were coming out and deciding which ones to go with yeah. and all that. Not all the new products, but a few. Mostly it was when they had a decision to make on a product and they needed like an additional, they wanted to know what the designers would like to see, what they would like to offer their clients or their customers, not clients. So Nice. That's cool. Awesome. So what, um, what was your like experience as a seller on Cafe Press in the beginning and then throughout? Like, uh, did you find that you could put up a design and it would sell right away back then? Or did it, or did you have to do marketing or like, how did it, how did it go? For me, I always do organic and I've always mm -hmm. been like that because I don't like to market. Um, I probably could market if I wanted to focus on that, but I, I just, I even tried affiliate, like doing affiliate stuff and you have to market that. And I just don't like marketing. So it's all organic for me, but there's people who, you know, do market and they do pretty good and they affiliate and they do pretty good. But for me, I just, I like to design. I'm an artist. So, um, you know, when I put up a design or whatever, I, I never like, even to this day, I have trouble like, like remembering to kind of like study what I'm doing to learn from it. <laughs> Cause I just kind of want, like, I, I see, I have an idea, I see something and I just kind of go for it and I do it. And then that, that doesn't always turn out good. So there's been a lot of like fells over the years, you know, like yeah. that's not a good niche or whatever and stuff like that. So um, I'm, I'm not probably the most talented at that part. So <laughs> I love that you say that there's been a lot of fails along the way because that's all of us. Like we all have a lot of yeah. fails along the way. And it's like yeah. it's so it's so nice because it's like you're voted a voice rep. So I'm sure people would be like, oh she must be so like amazing. And meanwhile you're like, oh my gosh, I made the last five shirts and none of them sold. Yeah. So it's, I've, it's, I've done that a lot. It's humbling to just be like, we're all trying to figure it out and, and do our best. So, um, well, that's really cool. So, 
So you, you started it and you just, did you just love it right away and just wanted to keep doing it? Or was it just like, um, like gradually you liked it or what was your, what was your experience with, with transitioning from doing logos to doing print on demand? Um, I definitely enjoy doing the t-shirts more because I don't like, um, part of the, the introvert in me, I don't like, um, like dealing with clients and stuff like that. I don't like the back and forth that much. And so like today I still do some logos for some past clients, but it's not that often. And so I don't like obtaining clients, talking to clients. So doing t-shirts, I like the aspect that I don't have to talk to people. Yeah, <laughs> that's horrible, but I, I don't really like to talk to people in person or whatever. And so, um, you know, so t-shirts, you don't have to, you know, there's no deadlines. That's the other thing is I'm not into deadlines. So if something has a deadline, I'm probably going to miss that deadline. So, <laughs> so that's like if you're a logo designer, <laughs> I mean, their logo. So <laughs> nice. yeah. yeah, it's funny that you say that a lot of times when we do the merch money meetups and we're meeting people, I would say 80% to 90% say the same thing. They're like, I don't want to deal with people. That's why I love this business. They're like, I just want to design. I want to upload. I want to do my own thing. So yeah, so you're definitely not alone in that. Yeah. No, definitely not. And what's so funny is like uh, a lot of the people that go to the meetups, technically they're all introverts, but because it's like everyone's doing the same business. They all love it. So they just keep wanting to talk to everybody and like never want to leave the meetup. But then after the meetup, you're just like so exhausted because it's so much like when you're introverted, it's so much energy to talk to people. <laughs> so it's like, yes. I'm somewhere in between where it's like, normally, you know, I'm, I, I'm like literally right in between. Like I'm somewhat extroverted, but somewhat introverted. So if I do too many meetups, like when I did um, this summer, it was like every single weekend. So by the time I went to North Carolina, I was talking with Tara and uh, Jason and they're all like, are you going to be okay doing this? Cause it was like, I was just done. Like, I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do this last meetup. <laughs> um, but it ended yeah. up being fine. I was able to do it, but it's just, it's, it does take energy sometimes to, to yeah. be meeting people person. Mm -hmm. um, exactly. And Carlin, did you say that you're in Virginia? Yeah, Southwest Virginia. So okay, we'll, we'll have to keep that in mind. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if you're by me. And she she's about five hours away from me. So even though we're still in the same state, it's pretty yeah. big state. So I think yeah. it might yeah. actually be harder than that if um, the way you were explaining it, I think yeah. technically from like one side of Virginia all the way down to the tip of Virginia is eight yeah, Virginia hours. Virginia is long, so. Eight hours from, from one end to yeah. the other. So, yeah, I live, um, I live in the part, like Southwest Virginia goes all the way over to Roanoke, I think, and I live more west than Roanoke. Um, so I'm like way over by Kentucky, West Virginia, Tennessee, like nestled in that okay. little part of Virginia. It looks like a puzzle piece that would break off. That's where I yeah. am. Okay. Little forgotten part of Virginia. We're here. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll have to let you know if we're, you know, in that area for a meetup. So since it's been so long since you've been to one, um, yeah. you'll have to it's, try to make uh, it to one of ours. That'd be my, great. My video uh, cut out. Can you guys still hear me? I can hear you now. It's going in and out a little bit, but most okay. of the time we can hear you. All right. So, um. Oh, what was I going to say? 
So, oh, well, one thing just really quick, I'm just so impressed that you agreed to come on this show because I, I really want to remind people like how hard this is for for so many people, like not just you, so many people to so many of our guests, it's like really challenging to come on the show because it's like they're either introverted or they just have never been on a show before or all these different things. So it's so courageous for you to be on the show. And also a lot of people get, um, get uh, I don't know what the word is, pushback or criticism for being on the show because they feel like they're sharing secrets or sharing things about all these different platforms. Um, so I know you've experienced that where people, you know, didn't really want you to come on the show. So I really appreciate that you're here. Um, and I just want every, all the guests, all the people out there watching to realize like this, it takes a lot of effort to do these shows. And I really want you to show, um, show the guests how much you appreciate it. So, you know, hit the like button or put a comment or something to say, thank, uh, Carla and A for being here today and talking about cafe press. Um, it takes a lot of courage. So I really appreciate it. Um, it does. Yeah. I think, and, I think I had to, uh, drink a few glasses of wine before I did my first YouTube live. So I was, I was so nervous. Family out. Yeah. <laughs> I was afraid that um, it would be really loud in here. So my, and my husband, he's from Chicago. So he's a big bears fan and there's a game tonight, I guess. And so he thought he was going to be in the living room watching the bears game. I was like, no, you're taking the kids. Oh. So, so I managed to um, bribe him to uh, go and take the kids somewhere till, and I told him not to come home till like later. Thank you so much. So many different things. So, Anyway, thank you so much. Um, all right, so Cafe Press. So you, so you, you did the meetups. You got, you did the voice um, rep. And then, how was California? Were you surprised that they were going to fly you out there? How was that trip? Yeah, that was really fun. Um, they uh, they flew us out there, but I'm kind of uh, I'd never ridden an airplane, so um, we paid for my husband to go with me because I'm like I'm not going by myself on an airplane. It would have been too it would have been too scary for me. But um, so uh, that was like the worst part was just getting over there on the plane. But yeah, it was really fun. Um, I got I only met um, the one I can't I I don't know if I pronounce his last name right, but Fred Durnham or whatever. I never met the other one, but. Um, the founders, whatever, but, um, it was fun. We, um, we got to do a tour of the headquarters and, um, we got to, they gave us some information that, you know, that we got to know, unfortunately, before some other people end up being the information's out now. So I don't think my, I'm have to keep anything secret about this because of the NDA or whatever, because it, it came out later or whatever, but the, um, when they changed the royalty structure or whatever, mm -hmm. we knew about that. And so then when they had, when they posted it, we had to kind of go on there and um, tame the waters and say, try to explain, Oh, it's okay that they're doing this. <laughs> so it was, you know, kind of, that was kind of the worst part about it, but um, yeah, but it was, it was pretty fun. We, they uh, took us to, we had like a dinner or something like that a couple times, whatever we got to walk. I was like eight months pregnant, by the way, when I went to California <laughs> and, um, and I was pregnant with my fourth child, my last child. And um, we were walking, uh, we got out of the restaurant and we had to, they decided to walk all the way down to the ocean, I guess, um, some kind of a 
um, pier that's down there or whatever. I don't remember the name of the pier. It's famous, but I can't remember the name of it. But so I had to walk from the restaurant all the way down to the ocean and I was eight months pregnant. When I got back, so I, I had clearance from the doctor to go, but not clearance to do that. So it ended up, like a, it ended up causing me my pregnancy. I had complications with my pregnancy Aww. because of it. So and I was like, uh, I probably shouldn't have been walking for whatever. I should have stayed by the restaurant or whatever. But yeah, so that was probably the worst part. But the the trip was fun or whatever. It was it was taxing on me because I was pregnant. But if I wasn't yeah, pregnant, yeah. I would have enjoyed it a lot more or whatever. So, <laughs> well, that's that's awesome that you got to have that experience. And um, so, how has Cafe Press changed since then? Like, what have you seen um, over the years? The changes. The changes that I've seen the most, there's been a lot of changes. I probably can't even remember all of them, but the biggest change for me is um, just them not keeping up on like fixing things in shops because uh, we used to be called shopkeepers rather than designers, whatever, because um, like you basically you had a shop and that was like what you did. And um, yeah, you know, there was, that's actually how you had to um, add designs to the marketplace. You had to put them through a shop, either a basic shop or a premium shop. And so for the premium shops, you had to pay for the shop and the basic shops you didn't have to pay for, but it was like one design per shop or something, if I remember correctly. And it, I didn't use those a lot, so I don't know all the detail, details of those, but there wasn't like, now you go on there and you have like the, um, my designs page and you can, you know, add a design and get, get them added quickly. And um, in the shops or whatever, you're paying a monthly thing and, but they don't fix, like if there's a bug, they don't fix the bug. So it's gotten worse over the years for that. But um, I still pretty much, unless I'm using Orbit Kit or something, I pretty much still use shops to add my designs because um, you can organize them better and, um, you can like you set up templates and stuff like that. Kind of like how Orbit Kit. I don't know if you guys are. I think you two are familiar about if everybody's familiar with Orbit Kit. Yeah, we yeah. Don't know. yeah. But it's like the same concept, like how Orbit Kit goes through there, and you set up a design um, or whatever, and then you you know you can replace the design without having to replace it on all the things. Um, we kind of were doing that before Orbit Kit on Cafe Press, where we would go into a shop and you would make like a template and you would like create this dummy section and then you would add your design, get it sized perfectly. And then you could copy that or import and then you could like replace the design. And so you could get, you can get up like a whole lot of designs, like, you know, really quick or whatever. So, so, um, so over the years though, you know, they don't have the, you're still paying for the shops kind of, but you don't have the support for it and stuff like that. So it's shop sales have went down a lot because of that. And we used to make, mo you know, you used to be able to make your good money on the shops because you can, you can set your own price for the shops. I don't know if other, if people are aware of that, but if you, um, if you have it in the marketplace, I think new designers get like something like 5% or something now, if you're starting a shop and um, I mean, uh, marketplace without the shop but if you um have a shop then the the designs that you sell in the shop even like you can add it to the shop and it can sell in the marketplace you're only gonna get your five percent but if it sells because you've marketed your shop then you can set any price you want so you can do the same thing you're doing like on merch by amazon where you can um you know you could charge ten dollar uh profit on a shirt you know over like the base price or whatever but you have to do your own marketing because if it's in the shop and it sells in the marketplace, you're still only get five percent. So I don't know if that made sense, but <laughs> yeah, that's cool. You have both options. That's really yeah. neat. Did yeah. you ever do marketing for your shop, or or did you did people yeah. find it through the marketplace, or how did it work for you? Well, for me, 
um, if you it used to be, if you at like whatever price you set in the shop, you would actually always get that in the marketplace too. And oh, they changed that. So um, I already had uh, traffic, like organic traffic coming to my shop. So, um, so I just kind of was getting those sales. But then after they uh, announced the royalty change, they started like doing more advertising and stuff, which is good. But then it kind of took away your shop sales a little bit. Oh, I so, see. Okay. Unless you market, I I don't market. Yeah. <laughs> so if unless you market, you're not going to see your shop sales continue to stay steady. So they just keep going down and down and down. So um, I still get shop sales, but they're not in compare. Like most of my money on Cafe Press is definitely through the marketplace or whatever. Nice. Okay. So, um, so cafe press, you can do like, uh, licensing type stuff, right? Don't they have, um, uh, I don't know, Christina, you know, more <laughs> military. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. This is yeah, probably, like, yeah, this is probably the point of what you call it, point of contention that uh, I've had the most pushback on, on this interview is people don't want me to tell people about the fan portals or oh, whatever, wow. but, um, but well, yeah, I you, know that, so I didn't know about it. My fault. <laughs> but yeah, um, they have. Uh, they were one of the first. I don't know if they were the first, but they were definitely early in getting the fan portals uh, licensing, and um, they're very strict on it. They have um, a web page that, if you type in Cafe Press fan portals, it'll bring up all the rules, and they're very, very, very strict on these rules, and so. Um, you have to have like a, like, I think on Cafe Press now you have like 10 tags, although I don't really pay attention too much, but I think it's down 10 tags. And so one of those tags has to be the special tag for the portal and it has to be exact. So if you don't have that, they will reject your design. And also if you go on there, like, um, like bringing up the copycat issue or whatever, um, like there's been like people who have went and they've tried to do the copycatting of the designs. And like, even though it's a fan portal and let's say, um, like one of the fan portals is, um, let me think of one real quick, uh, Seinfeld or whatever. So, um, yeah. so let's say, what's that, uh, 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 what is it, uh, spare the square? <laughs> I forget what it is, but the quote yeah. where Elaine yeah. says, yeah. Um, do you have a square to spare about the toilet paper? Spare. So even though that quote is um, like, like everybody who, is doing the cafe press and puts the Seinfeld special tag as a tag in there, does that quote, that's fair game. But you can't go and look at somebody's spare the square design and then recreate that design and then think that cafe press is just gonna let you keep that up. You know, you, you, you the quote is fair game, but the design is not. And so there's issues on cafe press where people think that, well, because the quote is fair game, the, the fan portal is fair game, that property is fair game, that I can just copy all the designs that are there because it's from the movie, but that's not true because the, the design is copyright. Like if I make a Seinfeld design, I don't have rights to the quote special above someone else, but I do have rights to my design that I made. So, um, yeah, so, <laughs> so yeah, that yeah. happens. I don't want any copy, like never copy someone else's design. Of course, like you always make sure to add your own artistic ability to it and, and change that's anything, not just fan portals, anything, but, but yeah. 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 Have you had a, a lot of luck have designing? Huh? 
Oh, have you had a lot of luck designing uh, for any of the fan portal pages or? Yes. Um, I'm not going to say uh, which awesome. one. But <laughs> that's are, okay. That's okay. Some are flops and some are money makers. So you just have to kind of, my advice to anybody who's going on there is don't try to do them all. There's a lot on there. They have like U.S. Marines, U.S. Army. They have um, movies. They have TV shows um, and everything. And each of them have their own rules. So you have to go through the fan portal page rules and you have to like just kind of like learn the rules for one fan portal and then come up like with your unique, you know, unique design designs for that fan portal and like give that one fan portal a shot don't be like all over the place and make like it is not like um i love seinfeld i love cheers i love the u.s yeah, yeah. creative yeah. So, you know like kind of like hunker in on one fan portal and like give it your all and be unique and then you can make some money out, unless it's a flop. So <laughs> there are a few that you could do that with, and they're they're, they're not good sellers. But yeah, the ones that are good sellers. Yeah. How, how does it work when you <laughs> submit your design? Does it have to go through any kind of approval process, or does the brand have to look at it and decide if it's okay or anything? Um, I don't think the brand specifically looks at them like as they get approved, I'm not entirely sure about the process on that, but um, if you have stuff up of there that doesn't fit the the rules, then Cafe Press will not approve it. And okay. um, so you have to make sure that you're fitting the rules. But as far as like, um, it's, excuse me, it's not like as, like the design, say design quality, because that seems mean, but like um, there's some, I've done some like licensing things outside of Cafe Press and in some of those situations the properties would look at them and they would pretty much deny everything because <laughs> it wasn't like to their very strict 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 quality design standards yeah. and on press there's a little more leeway as far as like how good your design is as long as you follow the rules strictly then it most likely will get approved if you're not copying and stuff and um you're following the rules and stuff like there's a, there's some really weird rules too like um you can't have um them on thermos products um you can't have them on thongs you can't have them on yeah. some of them you can actually though so it's like each fan portal has their own specific what you can do like um some actually provide um assets so you can like download a logo to put in your design or um uh things like that but like you can't put like you can't draw like i got rejected for woody the woodpecker um because i drew woody the woodpecker and that was a, i did it like in a kawaii style and that was a no-no because the the rules you know had said that you can't have a likeness of the character or something and they don't um provide unless they change this they don't provide woody the woodpecker i'm like how do you sell woody the woodpecker without woody the woodpecker character so i was trying to figure that one out so because <laughs> that would be wild so i could buy yourself but then they don't provide it it's funny yeah but i guess you could put like in text i love woody i don't know <laughs> i love woody the woodpecker i don't know but that one was a flop for me so i gave you go on to my flops it might not be a flop for you but it was a flop for me so <laughs> wow um, let's see, we got a question from Ian saying, typically the licensor doesn't allow usage of any photos, et cetera. Is that right? Example, you can't use a photo of the Seinfeld cast. 
Yeah, it's um pretty much all the fan portals on Cafe Press have that rule. Each each of the set of rules for the different fan portals are um different. So you have to actually like go through and make sure. But on that particular question, I think that applies to every single um fan portal that you can't have a likeness. You can't go and like download, you can't go to like the Seinfeld website or something or go on Google and download images of Seinfeld logos and posters. Hmm and then put it on a t-shirt you have to within the rules create your own content so you can kind of create well on some of them you can kind of create your own versions of the logo but some you can't even get close to the logo like style and then some you can only use this logo that they provided and then some you can't so i mean you just really have to every single fan portal go through there and see what it says or whatever yeah i was super excited yeah. about stuff like that and then when i started digging in i'm like wait i don't know what to do exactly like I would get I don't know it's like it's one of those things where it's like you feel like it should be easy and then you start doing it and you're like I don't really know how to make this unique but also kind of stay on brand and like yeah well so, one of my yeah. tips that is just um like what I do when I'm going to start a new fan portal um I usually I have an actual shop where it's um where I have different sections in my shop for the different fan portals and stuff. And so I'm going to start a new one. Basically what I do is I go through and I, um, I like research if I, especially if I don't know the property and I research colors, styling. Um, yeah. And then like, I get like a list of like different quotes and stuff like that. And then, um, it, and then I kind of just, you know, try to see what, you know, what types of things are relevant to that, uh fan portal that property and then um then i like go into illustrator and then i'll like um kind of i have my inspiration things i will download for inspiration and stuff like that and kind of, you know to kind of so i can reference the styles and stuff and then i have like the rules there with me and then i kind of you know i start designing with all that there and then i kind of just you know hunker in on that hunker down that one thing and kind of do you know a lot of them to kind of see like what's going to sell and stuff but it's pretty easy um it's pretty easy to get the styling without breaking the fan portal rules as long as you're kind of staying sort of generic with it like um um like for friends or something like that, putting like the the dots. You, I think you can do that like on friends, putting like, the, I haven't done friends, but like um, the, you know how the logo has friends. I think you could put like a quote with dots or something like that. But I would okay. be careful about that also though, because that could be, someone else has already done that. Then if you do it the same way they've done it, then it could be copied. So you have to be kind of careful that you're staying with the brand and not what yeah. other people have done a little bit, but stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, sometimes cafe press shirts. I was pulling up the um, the questions. So if you had seen me looking down at my phone, I was trying to find the questions because I had posted in the group and people had asked questions. And that reminds me of, I think it was Tara. Yeah, Tara asked a question. I would like to know the details of cafe press selling on Amazon. I've seen things listed and sold by cafe press, but are they using the individual seller's designs? And did the, did the designers choose to have them sold via cafe press on Amazon? And if so, are the royalties the same as if they are sold on Cafe Press or are they lower? Um, so that kind of reminded me when you were talking about Friends, because sometimes we see Friends shirts on Amazon and people think like, oh, well, people are 
breaking the rules and they're going to get kicked off Amazon. And it might be that the shirt is from Cafe Press or a whole different, there could be lots of different ways that shirt got on Amazon. But if it's from Cafe Press, um, it would say like the brand name would say Cafe Press and not like the shopkeeper. Um, but you don't get to don't you don't get to choose if you have a design in the marketplace then you're eligible for the those are called e-commerce sales so they sell on walmart amazon zuli um ebay i think different places like that and um you don't you get like five percent of on fa on fan portals and e-commerce you just get five percent but i think nowadays all new Cafe Press users um, only get 5% anyway, so I guess it would be the same. But um, some older shopkeepers might get more than 5%. Uh, 5%. They were supposed to like re, re, but not on e-commerce and fan portal, but like on regular designs. But yeah, it's just 5% on e-commerce. So if you sell, but you get a lot of money from it because you can see in your sales report the difference. Like if you sell something fan portal, e-commerce or marketplace or shop, you see a breakdown of that. So mm -hmm. you can sort it so you can see how much money you're making on e-commerce. So it, it can add up, but you don't have any control over what gets in there unless you opt out of the marketplace, which I think is kind of dumb. To yeah. <laughs> it's like I, I brought up Walmart in a post in, um, in Merge Money a while ago, because I was like, I know there's so many things that I know exist, but it's like, I just don't have time to go down every single path. So Walmart's one of those paths that just haven't gone down. Like, I'm like, okay, I know you can sell on Walmart. I don't know that many people selling on Walmart, but that's interesting that you can get to Walmart a different way of just going through Cafe Press and then Cafe Press sells it on Walmart. Yeah, you don't have any control over it, but it, it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> so have, yeah. It, but it's competing too, because I have some products from Cafe Press, the designs that are on Amazon. And then if I put that, then I'm kind of competing with myself, but I don't really focus too much on that because I just go ahead and list on for Amazon, even if Cafe Press has already chosen it, cause it's, you know, different products too. So, you know, like, you know, they have like Cafe Press, has, Amazon has like, you know, this, what is it like 10, 10 products now, I think, or whatever. And so, you know, I mean, Merch by Amazon has 10 products now and Cafe Press, you know, it's like hundreds of products and stuff like that. So yeah. it's, um, you're not really competing, but I guess on the t-shirts, if a t-shirt goes on there, then you're kind of, you're kind of competing because Cafe Press offers it lower than what you can on Merch by Amazon. So. Oh, that would be one of my questions too. What is the price that Cafe Press sells at? Yeah, Cafe Press, they didn't used to do this, but they set their own price in the marketplace. It used to be a customer could go to Cafe Press and they could see a shirt that was like for $16.99 or something, and another for like $19.99. It's like the same shirt with different designs. So when they changed the royalty structure, they changed it to where now every product Cafe Press sets the price on. So you just get a royalty percentage of what it sells at. So if they're having a sale, you get paid less because of that sale. Uh -huh. So what do you think about that? Do you wish you could set um, your own price? Um, Cafe Press, I didn't really hear what you said, but I think you asked, do, do you set your own price? <laughs> I think the video is I, I said, <laughs> it's going out. I have no idea what you're saying. I'm sorry. How do you like that? Like, you like that all the shirts are the same price? Because I would think that's almost a good thing in a way, because then you're not having people like go like where they're not making a profit at all. And then some people going so high. Like, it's kind of nice that everybody's at the same price. I don't know. 
um, I don't like it because I'm from before they did that. So I liked being able to set my own price. And so it used to be like if a shirt was, oh, here's an example. Okay. So it used to be if a shirt was listed at 1999, then I could like most of that would like, let's say I'm the one set it at 1999, then whatever my base price was, which I can't remember right now what the base price would have been. But let's say that um, I usually set, I used to set, my price is about $10 profit for shirts or whatever. So mm -hmm. that used to be a thing back then that people would like, or, you know, price them high and they would get sold. So, um, so let's say I had a $10 profit on that and it sold in the marketplace. It didn't, I don't think it deterred sales for someone to have different prices like that. But then when they did the five, like five to 10%. So let's say the 10%, most people are getting like 10% at one point. So like if you sold something for 1999, you're only going to get a dollar 99 as opposed to like whatever the, what it would have been something like, I don't remember if it, for 1999, I don't know if my profit would have been six to $8. I don't remember, but it was a lot more than a dollar 99. So I don't like it for that reason because you know, you know, the, you're not getting as much money. And it actually did hurt a lot of people when that happened. Um, and a lot of people, there was like this mass exodus of cafe press at the time. And I stayed through and I'm glad I did because I was able to build income and everything back up. But people who had been at cafe press for a long time and then they left at that time, they lost all that momentum. So then later a lot of them everything so i'm glad i stayed for that reason but i wasn't happy with the fact that you don't get to set your own prices anymore because um you're just not making as much you know so like if you were making yeah, let's say yeah. was making like ten thousand dollars a month after that announcement they went down to like a thousand dollars a month and this was like real world scenarios so you know it was it wasn't really a great thing that that happened but if That's you set it out with these platforms because you just never know i mean that was just a drop of a hat like all of a sudden they changed the rule and that's a huge difference to go from ten thousand yeah. a month to one thousand a month or whatever five thousand yeah i was gonna do like a, a youtube video on my channel but i haven't gotten around to it because i've been busy with the kids and stuff but i was going to make a youtube video because i was because i was hearing people talk about um how merch by amazon you know it's always going to be it's just going to get better it might have actually been you actually that said, like, it's going to get better and stuff like that and it's like well from experience like don't you know like kind of look for other things to do too like even outside of the print on demand thing because like from experience with cafe press things can change at the drop of a hat and like right now you can set your prices on merch by amazon you know yeah. and they're adding all these products and it looks amazing but there's no guarantee that one year from now or two years from now or even a month from now that merch by amazon doesn't drop a hat and say we're going to set your royalty and now it's 10 percent or five percent there's no yeah, guarantee yeah. in that so yeah. yeah i remember what it was people were saying they were saying that they were um they were making all this money on merch so they were quitting their job or something like that i think it was like in groups or something like that and i was mm -hmm. like please don't do that because like people did that you know they they had quit their yeah yeah yeah, yeah. press drop that so yeah <laughs> sorry Ian Ian's saying he's chatting to himself sorry we get we're getting caught up in the conversation but um I think we did end up answering your questions um and yeah I think I do tend to get overexcited about um merch and Amazon in general because I I've uh you know 
been on Amazon for five years or whatever. So I, I like, I always feel like they're growing and they're adding stuff. And I mean, there's, there's some truth to it. Like they do tend to, in some ways get better, but it, it's also more competition. They also can, they also change things quickly, suspend people, you know, there's all kinds of stuff that can happen. So there is definitely something to be said for have, uh, going on more platforms. Um, than just one. And, and also just having something that's your own, like building your own website or having your own email list or things like that. Like all of that is good too. Um, yeah. But at, at least one thing with print on demand is you still have the design. Like as long as you still um, are able to sell the design on other platforms, as long as they don't like have some kind of rule where you can't sell it on other platforms, as long as you can still sell it, it's a little different than when you have like, inventory that if it gets damaged in a warehouse or something it's like it's gone like with this it's like if one platform changes their rules you can just kind of put the stuff somewhere else <laughs> so it's kind yeah. of nice that, that you can do that um so so you stayed so when other people left were their designs still up on cafe press or did they somehow like take all their designs off or were they still getting royalties um um, you when they changed it or whatever, or the mass exodus. Um, yeah, well, yeah. They left what they had, but then just started focusing on other platforms. Um, some people did that, but there were people who were really upset at Cafe Press, so they took all their shops down, oh, and wow. um, so then they went to other places, and um, it was it was a pretty big deal, like um, talked about in the forums and stuff, and. Um, kind of like people taking sides and stuff like that and how can you stay with cafe press and stuff but uh oh, so mad that they don't even want any artists yeah, they didn't with it. and then the people who stayed with it though they didn't all make back the money they had but it but if they stayed with it then they were able to start rebuilding and stuff so um i was fairly new when it happened so i didn't have as far of a fall so that might be why i stayed but mm -hmm affect me as much but i stayed and i buckled down and you know and you know kept working at it and stuff and um so it turned what year was that that all that happened my, i mean i'll be cafe press is not my biggest earner to this day you know or whatever so right. i was doing okay you know, I was doing okay before Merch by Amazon came along and then I got into Merch and then I, I'm kind of slower at getting um getting things done and stuff. So um Ian yeah. Ian says he was one of the people that left for Zazzle. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> no. Ian, did you take all your designs down when you did that? Did you just like completely delete your shop and because I feel like I would just leave the designs up because why would you not leave it up? That's what I thought people should have done, but there were yeah, people yeah. like I don't know what he did, but yeah, there were people who completely they like yeah. closed deleted their designs and um i didn't feel like that was a wise decision because i'm like they're already up just leave them up yeah and like, it was that something it was the, yeah no he oh he it was he like actually the, yeah go ahead sorry i keep interrupting sorry yeah he actually left his up and said that he still it, it, he still has listings that from 2001 that he uploaded that he still makes money on every That's year. Awesome. I just stopped being oh, no. So he just wanted to lift him up. That was the smart that decision. Was smart. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it was like the principle of the matter for a lot of people because they didn't want to um 
you know, be uh, putting money in the pocket of Cafe Press. They felt like Cafe Press betrayed them, let's put it that way. So that was like the reason they took everything down. And a lot of them came back later, though, and they had to like restart and rebuild everything after they let the emotions, you know, wear down. But I think there's a lot of people who never came back. I think there's a lot of people who to this day um, still won't touch Cafe Press because they felt betrayed. Because before that, Cafe Press was like, um, like everybody felt like Cafe Press was like a family kind of like it had this um, like family atmosphere and like, you know, the forums were great. Cafe Press people were great. And it, it just felt it didn't feel like just this company stabbing you back because like the motto of, I right now I've got hold on one second. I'll show you. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. He says. Uh, so Ian's been selling there since 2001. He's still making. Still making royalties since 2001 on this. That's, awesome. yeah, that's crazy because they started in 1999. So this, I I still have this. Let me figure out if I get in here. It says, this is from Cafe Press. Helping people, I cannot get it in there. Helping people stick it to the man since 1999. And wow. this is like their motto. They were like, this is something we're doing. This is like, we're not these big companies or this little small company and we're, you know, we're helping you to make, you know, to do this and change your life and, and all that kind of stuff. And this is, you know, we're all in this together and all that kind of stuff. So then when, you know, when they did that, that's why, you know, that's why everybody felt betrayed, you know, so. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty crazy. And, and to have it be such a big change like that, like they didn't even like ease into it. Like, <laughs> like yeah. Amazon's probably going to lower royalties. They've already lowered them, but it's, a yeah. little bit more gradual than just all of a sudden, like going yeah, from $10 it, a shirt to $1.99. Yeah, like. It was gradual in a sense in that like they, they announced it and I think they gave us like um, a few months or something. And then it was kind of like a three month um, drop down. So, and it was like steep drop downs for three months or something, if I remember correctly. So it was, it, it was <laughs> of time. Yeah. So it was, I, I understand why people felt betrayed, you know, yeah. but I just don't think it was some, um, you have to keep your emotions out of business. And as, as from a business perspective, you know, you should like, they should have just wrote, you know, wrote it out like Ian did or whatever. And yeah. yeah, let the emotions die down and not do something drastic. Like if merch does something like lowers it, don't delete your merch accounts. Don't, yeah. don't, don't delete all your designs. Learn from the cafe press uh, mass exodus and don't yeah. do that, please. It won't be good for you. Yeah. <laughs> and there's always, I mean, that's one of my favorite things about print on demand is at least it's like, you can just put the designs somewhere else. Like, like, there's always a way like even if you go to your local print shop and have shirts printed and sell them at your local store or whatever like there's always a way um to find another path or another plat i mean there's so many platforms i think um jacob topping was in here at some point i saw a comment from him but he has a book where it's like i think it's like 40 different platforms or something like there's so many and there's so many oh, that I, ha I haven't even begun to delve into so walmart's one i haven't gone into eBay, I haven't done much with. Um, I mean, those are big websites <laughs> to not even have tried yet. So there's there's a lot like that where it's like I haven't even there there's certain print on demand companies I don't even know the name of. Like um, like designed by humans, I I like yeah. hadn't heard of. I know a little bit about them now, but I can't even think of other ones. But Cow Cow, yeah. like I never hear people talking about that one. That one's a platform. <laughs> 
Yeah. I used to have like a list of um, print on demands and um, I used to have it in my group. And um, at the time I had like a list of 40 that were like really good. And it's a lot more, some of those don't even exist now. But there's so many I couldn't keep up with the list anymore, so I don't even maintain the list. Yeah. But if you have any any type of like type of thing you do, yeah, um, yeah. you can find a print on demand for it. Like there's um, greeting card universe, for instance. If you do greeting cards, um, they sell your greeting cards at Target. I think like a person could go up to the greeting. Wow, that'd be so cool to see if they card still at Target. Yeah, so I don't do well in that because I literally have, I think, 10 cards up at Green Card Universe, but I still sell them. And I, I think I spent two weeks making cards there and I still get like the random sell. I think I get a payment like once a year or something like that. But if a person, um, you know, loved to design greeting cards, you know, and they felt like Zazzle, see, Zazzle's like really um, where there's people that's already established themselves in the greeting, making greeting cards at Zazzle. And so it's going it's kind of a tough market to get into, but you could go like into like greeting card universe and like, you know, you focus on that. And, you know, so that's one or, and there's like other ones um, that do just like buttons, you know, that's all they do. Yeah. Like a decal. Like fabric, right? There's like fabric you can design and there's flower like has, um, I've never, I've, I haven't done spoon flower because you have to like, um, I mean, I, I did some designs, but I haven't sold anything yet because you have to, um, you have to like buy the sample before you can sell it. So, or whatever, so you can check it, but they do wallpaper, I think, and fabric. And so, yeah, there's like, and then there's like, um, 3d printing, like, um, necklace places. There was one called, um, I think it was called Shapeway or something. And I did that. And so you can like, you can take like, um, you can make like 3d things or you can even take like a flat 2d thing and they'll turn it into a 3d thing. You can make necklaces, statues. And that was like, that was back when three, when before 3d printing was like as you know big as it is now, it was like when people were just starting to talk about 3d printing and then they, they started that print on demand where you could do make jewelry and statues, you know, 3d printing with it and actually make a physical product. And then there's like great game crafter where you can like make games and sell it like you can yeah. make board games. So there's, there's so many print on demands. It, you know, it, it's hard to keep track. Yeah. So the ones here's the here, the thing about it is that the ones that everybody's talking about are great and everything. But if you can find something that you can really niche into, like one of those um, print on demands that less people know about, you can like get in there, you know, and stuff like that. If you like focus on it, then that could you know that could be like one avenue for people, you know, like and stuff like that. So insane Basil has food items. Look at that. <laughs> so you, nobody's talking about that. There's all kinds of stuff yeah. out there. Yeah, if you want to do like edibles, wow. I think I've seen a few of the edibles at Zazzle, like um, Jelly Belly tins and cookies where they print your design on the icing or in icing or something. It's like cake pops that have you like you could do um, uh, birthday cake pops on Zazzle. <laughs> it's like where you could put like the like I'm five on it. It's it's crazy. <laughs> it's like all things you can do with it's endless. That's I think that's one reason why I really like Merch Wizard because you have all your your keywords, your designs, everything in one place. So then if you like let's say that merch does fall out and like I know I always talk about merch and how excited I am and how it's always growing and all that, but I did go through the the housing crisis in um 2008 
and I, I had a house and saw it completely lose all its value. My husband's house completely lost all its value. My husband lost his job. It was right before he was my husband. We were only engaged. So I got married to somebody who didn't have a job. Both our houses lost completely all the value. Um, so I do know that it's like, it felt like houses were always going to go up. I had grown up with my parents always were able to buy and sell houses. Like I, I didn't really understand that, that your house could lose all of its value. <laughs> um, yeah. So I just, I didn't even understand that like whole neighborhoods could just disappear or like, oh, it could get really, really bad. So I do know that things can change at the drop of a hat. I mean, we, we had no warning of that and it just happened. So, but I made it through and, you know, you, you make it through these things. Um, but you do, you do have to be aware that nothing, um, nothing always stays the same. Like you never know, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so same with merch, even though you guys always hear me talking about how excited I am, I'm excited right now, but I know it could, it could change. So we do have to always be aware it could change. Yeah. Um, oh, um, oh gosh, it's already nine. I'm so sorry. I didn't even realize we hit the hour. We hadn't even talked about, oh, yeah. sorry. I know some people had asked questions about KDP. Um, let me go back and say, I did see your question. I was just going to ask her at the end, but we already are. Um, real quick, I'm not in a rush. you're not in a rush. Okay. I told so, them not to come back before nine 30. So I have at least until then before it gets loud. Okay, We'll try to go real quick. <laughs> ask a lot of questions, but, um, cons, uh, had asked, um, how many pages per activity book and what makes you more income merge or KDP? Well, for ever since I started, started doing KDP, merch and KDP were, pretty much neck and neck, but my KDP sales are down this month, but I, and my merch sales are ironically up this month. Nice. So I'm actually, it evened out, but um, I don't know why KDP is down right now for me. Um, other than the fact that I'm not, since I'm not doing mostly no content books or whatever, then I'm relying on less books for more sales. So I think the, my, I think that's just, People aren't buying that book right now. Those books are what, or whatever right now. So this year, my KDP will probably be um, blowing merch out of the water, but that's just a prediction. Right now, they're neck and neck, except for this month. So. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And that's that's a, a good thing to to point out. What you said about having. Um, products on different platforms is that when one goes down, one might go up and it kind of just evens, it evens out your income a little bit when you have yeah. it spread out. Yeah. So, um, do you get a lot of business to business sales on cafe press gift shops, buying your store, et cetera? If so, what was your largest sale? Um, I'm not, I have had some businesses buying from me, like Salvation Army actually bought from me one time. And so that was kind of interesting. Wow. It was um, the uh, the Chicago Salvation Army. The the I guess he was the, the his name was like the director or something like that. And it said my order came through. Uh, that's kind of neat. But um, I don't really pay attention. I actually have to admit, I don't really pay attention to like on Cafe Press. You do know who bought from you because it tells you, you know, the name of the person that bought from you or the business or whatever. Um, unlike merch or whatever, but I don't really go in there and like 
pay attention. So I don't really know or whatever. I don't do any type of like local sales to anybody. Like I don't do how people um, try to sell. Or, yeah. Oh, I got my pen. <laughs> but yeah, I don't do anything like that. But um, uh, what I on Cafe Press, and this like a, this kind of applies to any print on demand. But one thing that can help you like get larger cells is doing matching stuff. And it's mm -hmm. harder on merch because you can't link things up that well unless you do it by brand or whatever. But you right, could right. I use one brand, so it's kind of probably not smart of me, but I do. But um so I can't I don't really do mat like link things up on uh on merch or whatever, but on Cafe Press you can like uh you could do something where uh, let's say like family sets or or matching home decor or something like that. So my largest cells, I don't remember exactly what be because I don't pay attention that closely. I should, but I don't but most of the times I get like large cells, it's usually something either something where they wanted to match up a bunch of stuff or it was where um it was something that people buy in mass quantities like invitations or you know things like that and on cafe press they have a design tool it's not as good as um you know zazzle's design tool but it's kind of tricky to learn how to use it because you can only do like one like if you're going to make something customizable you can't do a paragraph you have to do like line after line and sometimes it don't load on people's computers so it's it's a mess it's not they did not do a good job like making the design tool but you can make it work and like you can let's say you're going to do like um family reunion shirts and you could do like this family reunion shirt and you could like leave a spot for their last name like you know yeah. big enough for a bigger last name and then you can make that section customizable you could put a spot for the year and so then if a person comes and they're wanting to do like a merch you can't do that because you can't customize the name um right so on cafe press you could do that and even zazzle or whatever and then when the person comes and they want to buy let's say reunion shirts for their entire family then they can just customize it real simple or whatever or um things like uh like christmas cards they have you know they have some flat cards and they have some green cards there's not like a whole ton of competition on that but you could do um where they can upload their own photo or something like that and stuff like that so if someone's gonna buy like, a lot of those you know they're not just gonna buy like one greeting card that says come to my wedding or something you know they're gonna buy yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, and so. Amazon does have Amazon Custom, so we don't talk about yeah. that very much either. There's, yeah. there's so many yeah. ways. Yeah, um, I'm, I have that, but I don't do that because talk about merch, but harder. they're selling on Amazon, and then there's also Amazon Custom, which is a little bit separate. So there's, yeah, and of course KDP. So there's a lot of different things, even on Amazon, that we don't even talk about that much. So we, yeah. um, there's a lot, a lot of, of them. yeah. Um, real quick, Christina was saying, uh, talking in the chat with everybody about KDP because they had more KDP questions. We'll have to have you back on at some point to talk about KDP. <laughs> but um, guys, we do have playlists on the YouTube channel. So if you click on playlists, if there's a topic that you're interested in, we have the videos grouped by topic. So there is a KDP play playlist. So you can um, click on that and it has all the different people we've had on about KDP. We also have ones about I don't know. We have like 10 different topics on there. We have um, uh, designing and marketing and keywords, all kinds of stuff. So definitely check out the playlist if there's certain topics that you're interested in. And then I think Thanks for that reminder, I, I forgot yeah. about the playlist option. Yeah. And then um, also just in news real quick. Um, 
AAAW made a good point, highlight that that everyone should be sending an email to the USPTO for taking down the $100 LOP. So um, I don't know if we're going to do a live or not. It's been like a crazy week. But just to remind everybody, um, uh, Christina and I did an LOP day, when was it, a couple weeks ago, where we were t teaching people how to file letters of protest. Um, you can find that video in our um, in our list of videos. And uh, now the USPTO is saying that it's going to start costing $100 to file an LLP. It should be like right now it's free. So if, if it really goes up to $100 every single time you file an LLP, the amount of um, LLPs that, that we file, just our community, would be over $100,000. So it's, it's going to get real expensive real quick. Um, so we really want to try to fight this if we can. Um, yeah, so it's, it, it takes everybody coming together, sending the emails, um, in, in the merch money group, you can, uh, I think we have it as a pin post or, or just search USPTO and we have the email of where, where to send those, um, where to send those emails. Yeah. And I'll get with Helen. Maybe, maybe we can squeeze another live in this week to talk about it and heck, maybe we all write our letters during oh, that yeah, live or something. We could have a LOP lunch again, except this time we're sending emails. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Sounds good. If you guys have questions, just message any of us. Um, and Carlin, thank you so much. Was there anything else you wanted to say or anything else that we left out? Um, no, but you were talking about uh, having to have me on again. And hopefully that you guys will do that because um, I'm working with somebody right now on some software that will be, I think, of interest for KDP users or whatever. So uh, once that's released, maybe. Absolutely. We'll definitely have as you with me, the software developer. <laughs> that would be great. That's exciting. Yeah. yeah, just message me anytime you're ready and we'll, we'll set up another day. So, and guys, definitely um, follow uh, Carlinay's group is in the, should be in the description. It's called POD Success, right? Yeah, and my YouTube channel um, is also okay. POD Success. Yeah, you can maybe link that to it, to that also, or whatever. But yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate you coming on and sharing all your knowledge with us and teaching us about Cafe Press. All right. Yeah. All right. Thank all right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. All right. Good night, everyone.